What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kebo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Thursday, August 1st. Hope all you guys have a good and fresh new start to a new month. I still cannot believe it's August. This year is going by hella fast, but hope all you guys are doing good, man. Hope all you guys have had a good week. Just continue to grind, continue to prosper, continue to count your blessings, man, and just be positive at the end of each and every day. So with that being said, though, Today, I want to come at you guys and talk about two top-ranked high school players, and let's get into the first one. He goes by the name of Marjan Bochamp. He is a 6'6 shooting guard from Seattle, Washington. He is in the class of 2020, which means he will be a senior in high school this upcoming uh, semester. Um, He went to Rainier Beach High School for the past couple of years, which if you don't know what Rainier Beach High School is, man. They produce all the top high school basketball players out of Seattle. It's probably the most prominent high school basketball program in all of Seattle. They produce Jamal Crawford, who ended up going to Michigan, and we all know what he's done in the NBA. They produce Nate Robinson, who ended up, you know, doing what he did at U Dub, going to the league dunk contest champion two times. They produce DeJounte Murray, who is gonna be an up and coming killer for the San Antonio Spurs. He's gonna be healthy this season, so definitely be on the lookout for him. And they produce Kevin Porter Jr. Who went to USC, had some off-the-court problems, but he got drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he's going to be a killer, too. I had him as one of my biggest sleepers in the class of 2019 draft, so be on the lookout for him. So, And they have a, plenty of more players. Those are just the ones off the top of my head that I know, but Rainier Beach is prominent. But getting back to Marjon, he's a 6'6 shooting guard, can shoot it from anywhere, can dunk, very athletic, very versatile, can pass, can defend, lanky 6'6. He's scrawny right now. But he's very lanky, knows how to move his feet on defense, can do a little bit of everything on the offensive side of the ball. Um, he actually transferred from Rainier Beach, though. So his senior season, he transferred to Arizona. He will be attending Dream City Christian High School or Dream City Christian Prep School in Glendale, Arizona. So he's going to be in Arizona for his senior year of high school. And he pretty much had offers from pretty much, you know, every school in the nation, you know. But his supposedly his top three schools came down to Washington. Arizona and Alabama and so he shocked the world he shocked a lot of people and ended up saying that he's not even going to college at all he's going to go and train in this program called Chameleon BX which is located in San Francisco and it was founded by Frank Matriciano and it's pretty much this is what their Twitter biography said they said it's a personalized 12-month program to prepare elite athletes for the NBA draft after high school teaches you how to handle finances and deal with marketing and sponsor sponsorship opportunities excuse me located in San Francisco like I previously said and he will enter the NBA draft in 2021 so he will wrap up his high school career in the middle of 2020 not in the middle of 2020 but in March of 2020 and he will use that whole year off and just train until the 2021 NBA draft so this move is honestly interesting. It's honestly something new, something we have not seen before. I seen an article. I didn't read it, but I seen an article that said, you know, what's happening. And I and they said it's not going to be a trend setting type of thing. And I have to agree with it. Even though I didn't read the full article, you know, RJ Hampton, who we seen a few months ago, one of the top rated prospects in the nation, shooting guard from Dallas, Texas, the Dallas, Texas area. He had offered from Duke, Memphis, Texas Tech, Kansas. He ends up going to Australia. And that's, that's more of a move that I can get along with because Australia, you're going, you're going to play versus pros out the gate. You're going to be playing. And that's the best thing for you is to be playing to get experience against pro players. This move is interesting and I support it. 
And I really hope it works out for him. I, I'm curious to see what happens, but I'm really interested in, in how this goes. But supposedly NBA ex-head coaches are involved, so he's going to have a lot of good preparation. He's going to learn how to you know, live the NBA life. But the only thing is that he's not going to be playing any games. He's just going to be training and practicing. So it'll be interesting. You know, I support him. Um, definitely got to watch out for him. He is a top talented player um, out of Seattle. You know, you got to look out for him. But I'm going to see what it is. But his dad said his his dad said a very interesting thing that I necessarily didn't agree with. But it's honestly interesting that he said it. And he pretty much said that there is not a single college that can prepare you for the NBA. And me personally, I disagree with that statement wholeheartedly. I think that is the farthest thing from the truth. There are so many colleges that can prepare you for the NBA, and they do it year in and year out. They produce players. You have Kentucky. And yes, Kentucky is the cream of the crop. Don't get it twisted. Just like Duke. But if your son is that good and you believe in his talents and his abilities, and he can go to college and be a killer. And it's and it sounds like his dad is the one who presented this presented him this opportunity from the gate. Like he out of all the college options he had, like I previously stated, he was down to Washington, Arizona, and Alabama. And then his dad came to him one day and just said, "Look, you can take this opportunity." My thing is, if you're just gonna sit out and train the whole time, why not just go and play versus pro somewhere? You know, even if, even if it's in the G League or even if it's overseas go get that experience go get them reps because practicing is, is good don't get it twisted but practicing doesn't really mean anything if you're not learning anything and trying to provide it in the games like you want to get games experience in-game experience is so important and crucial i don't even think people understand it that's why when kids like rj hampton and Lamelo ball are going overseas i don't get mad at that because i know they're going to play versus professional players and they're going to get better because they're playing versus grown men what Marjan is doing is something new. It's honestly something we have never seen before. And so it's like, I'm interested. So I don't know what exactly they're going to do. Um, training, obviously, you know, working, obviously. But I got to see the program. I want to. I really want to see it. Um, I don't want to sound like a hater. But it's just like, just because it's something new, nobody's seen it before. We don't know exactly what's going on. But the program is called Chameleon BX. It's, it's in San Francisco. So it's going to be interesting. I am curious and you know I, I wish the best of luck to him so we'll see how that goes but that is marjan bochamp be on the lookout for him he is a very talented player nonetheless we're probably not going to hear much about him um unless you follow him through his high school season his senior season but after that he's pretty much going to go incognito for a whole entire year and we're pretty much not going to hear about him until he enters his name into the NBA draft in 2021. But it's also going to be interesting, too, because it's like, I feel like even though you're training with ex-NBA coaches and, you know, training by yourself, I feel like you could have gone to college still and boosted up your status. Because I feel like when scouts aren't being able to see you on a national stage versus other NBA talent in college, yes, there is players that are going to the NBA. It's happening every single year. You're not really showing people what you can do. But as I previously stated, I really, truly hope this all works out for him. I think it could be something new. It could be the start of something really good. We shall see. It shall be It shall be to be determined. So that is Marjan Bochamp. So moving on to our second player who is going to go to college. I'm more than likely sure about that. He goes by the name of DJ Stewart, who I've talked about a couple different times on this podcast. He's one of my favorite players in the class of 2020. 
He is a 6'4 shooting guard from Oak Park, Illinois, which is pretty much Chicago. He currently goes to Whitney Young High School, which has produced players like Jaleel Okafor, who plays for, I believe, the Pelicans now, and Paul White, who I believe just finished up um, his junior year with the Oregon Ducks. I'm pretty sure either his junior year or senior year with the Oregon Ducks. But they produce players. And so DJ Stewart is next up. He is a overall bucket. He is a versatile shooting guard. He can pass. He's a really elite scorer. I, really, I think the best part about his game is his ability to score and just dominate. He averaged about 20 point. 20 points per game in the Nike EYBL Peach Jam Tournament, he literally took over. He played for Team Mean Streets, and if you know anything about Team Mean Streets, they have produced a plethora of players since they've been you know, going on. Um, Derrick Rose, Eric Gordon, Anthony Davis, they produced the cream of the crop type of players, and DJ Stewart is next in line. They've also produced Darius Baisley, who was supposed to go to Syracuse, ended up not going to Syracuse. Then he goes and trains under under Rich Paul and Clutch Sports for a year, and he ends up getting drafted to the Utah Jazz, I believe, in the second round of this year's NBA draft. So Mean Streets has a very long resume of producing players. I believe they had Tyler. No, I think I want to say they had Tyler Eulis too. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you know they produce. So getting back to DJ Stewart though, he is a number one player in the state of Illinois. So, you know, that's that's a pretty big thing, too, because Illinois usually produces a lot of good players, especially from Chicago, you know, most specifically being a major city. So that's a good thing. But today he dropped his final eight schools, and I want to get down to each one of those schools. <clears throat> and the schools look like this. DePaul, Dave Leto, they just, sadly, they just got a, um, excuse me, NCAA violation, so they're not going to be able to play in the tournament for, I think, a few years, or I know he's suspended for a few games this upcoming season, but DePaul, the Blue, the Demons. Um, then you have Duke, who is the favorite to land him. Coach K recently offered him after the Peace Jam tournament. Coach K really is high on this kid. He really wants his kid to be a Blue Devil, so we'll see how that goes. You have the hometown again, Illinois, or not the hometown, but the home state, Illinois, Brad Underwood, is really getting Illinois basketball back on track. You know, they were good back in the day when they had players like Darren Williams and company, but they're really getting back to form with A.O. Um, I forgot to say his last name, but Illinois fans know who I'm talking about. A.O. is a really good player. Trent Frazier is a really good player. They have some players at Illinois. Brad Underwood is really building a pretty solid program in the Big Ten. Then you have Indiana, another Big Ten school. Archie Miller, not a big fan of him, but, you know, I give him credit. He did beat my Spartans twice this past season. They have some pretty decent recruits that he gets and, you know, pretty solid coach. Then you have Iowa State. I think I like Iowa State the best for DJ Stewart because Iowa State really lets their guards eat. Coach Steve Prom does a really good job of letting his guards do what they want. This past season, if you were to watch, you would have seen Taylor Horton Tucker, who was just recently drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers, Tyrese Halliburton. They have players. Um, Mario Shayok. Iowa State is a really good school for guards just because they play like an NBA type of offense, and DJ Stewart will really thrive. But as I previously stated, Duke is the favorite, so I would not be surprised if it happened. Then you have Louisville. Chris Mack entering his second season at the Ville. He's already aiming and getting and landing top prospects. And so DJ Stewart, I'm pretty sure, is interested in Louisville a lot. I mean, clearly he's in the, they're in the, his top eight, but... It sounds like he really likes Louisville, so I definitely expect him to take an official visit to Louisville. So we'll definitely see how that goes. Then you have North Carolina. North Carolina also like Duke, 
offered DJ Stewart after the PCM tournament because they really liked what he was doing. As I previously stated, he averaged a little bit over 20 points a game. He was dominant, and clearly Roy Williams and staff fell in love with his play, and they want him to come to Chapel Hill and be a Tar Hill. So I think that would also be a good fit too. And then last but not least, you have Texas. Now, Texas is also interesting too because Shaka Smart hasn't had the most success since he's been at Texas, but he has produced a couple pro players like um, Jared Allen, who's a really good and vital piece to the Brooklyn Nets team this past season. He's going to be a really good player in the future. Definitely has some all-star capabilities. He's produced Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is going to be really good, too. He dealt with a lot of injuries his rookie year for the Magic, but with him being healthy, he's going to be a real force in the paint, whether it's blocking shots or shooting threes or whatever the case is. He's just a pretty good talent. So Mo Bamba is really good. So I like all these schools for DJ Story. I'm not going to lie to you guys. As I previously stated, Duke is the favorite. You know, I think kids really love the Duke allure. I think, you know, just like North Carolina or getting off from Kentucky or Kansas, when you get a blue blood offer, it's pretty much signifying that you have potential to be a, a pro player. Like you can be in the NBA. And so I think when DJ got that uh, Duke offer, I think it meant the world to him. And we all know Chicago and Duke have a pipeline. Jabari, or excuse me, yeah, Jabari Parker from Simeon went to Duke. He was supposed to go to Michigan State. Didn't happen, but it is what it is. He ends up going to Duke. Jalil Okafor, who we previously mentioned, was at Whitney Young, the same high school as DJ Stewart now, went to Duke. So Coach K definitely knows how to recruit in the Midwest. And, you know, Coach K, if he really wanted to, he can get any kid in the nation. And so if it comes down to Duke, though, I would not be surprised. He would definitely be a good fit. Coach K would know how to use him. Coach K would incorporate him in their offense to be really good because he is a scorer first, but he can do really everything at his size and his position. He can play a little bit of the point guard, but if he were to, say, end up in the NBA one day, which I think is a real high possibility, he's going to get his money playing the two. Even though he's a bit undersized at 6'4", he is a legitimate bucket, and I mean a legit bucket. Like He can get his at pretty much any time. And I really like to do, that's why I talk about him so much because he is literally the next step from Chicago. We know Chicago got hoopers like D-Wade, Derrick Rose, Jabari Parker, you know, so many hoopers. I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna go down the whole list. Chicago has hoopers, Quentin Richardson, they have players. And so DJ Stewart is next up. So be on the lookout for him. He is the real deal. More than likely, he will end up playing for Coach K and the Blue Devils, but expect him to take official visits. You're allowed to have five official visits. I forgot how many unofficial visits you're allowed to take, but he's definitely going to use all five of his official visits, but I believe, like a lot of people do, that it's going to come down to the Duke Blue Devils. So be on the lookout for DJ Stewart and be on the lookout for Margin, Bage, or excuse me, Margin Bochamp in 2021 when he enters his name in the NBA draft in the 2021 year. Be on the lookout for both these players, man. DJ Stewart and Margin Bochamp. Be on the lookout. So with that being said, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Go check out my family at Nuts and Bolts Sports Media, their podcast, and their publishing and media. Go check them out. And just have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all day, man. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. As always, peace, love, and blessings. Gone. And actually, since I'm sitting here, some breaking news just came out. The consensus number one overall player in the nation goes by the name of Cade Cunningham, who is a 6'7 point guard from Arlington, Texas, which is just inside the Dallas, Texas area. 
um, announced his final five schools. So if you don't know who Cade Cunningham is, he currently goes to Mount Verde Academy, which is in the Orlando, Florida area. But he's from Texas. He plays his travel ball season with the Texas Titans, which are based out of the Dallas, Texas area also. Cade is six seven point guard. You know, really good handle, can pass, can defend, can shoot it. It really worked on a jumper. I think that's the biggest um, thing he's progressed on this summer is his ability to shoot it because at first, when I first started to watch him play last season at Montverde, which was his junior year, he was just passive. He was a really good point guard, and all he did was pass, though. Throughout since then, he's a, become a really good shooter and just an overall scorer. He's dunking on people. He's disrespecting people. His handle is really good. He's 6'7", but he has the handle of a 5'7 point guard because he, when he's dribbling, he gets really low on the floor. He pounds the ball. He knows what he's doing. He's really good, and I think whatever school gets him is getting an absolute monster and a game changer. So his final five looks like this. Florida, Mike White and company do a really good job with their guards from Chris Chioza to Andrew Nemhard. They really do good with their guards. So I understand why Florida is definitely in the mix. Kentucky, we all know Kentucky. They get all the one-and-done pro-type players. Kay Cunningham is definitely one of those type of players. Wherever he goes, he's going to be a one-and-done prospect. So do not sleep on Coach Calipari and trying to get Kay Cunningham. Then you have North Carolina. Just like Kentucky, North Carolina doesn't get as much one-and-done type players, but they still get some one-and-done players. Kay Cunningham will go and destroy at Chapel Hill. Roy Williams would definitely love this kid because he's that talented. He's special. He is a different breed. I will say that. He's one of my favorite players to watch. He, I think, like I said, consensus number one overall player, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. I truly think he is the number one player in the class of 2020 for sure. Then you have Washington. Washington is also another interesting place because Mike Hopkins, who used to coach under Jim Beheim at Syracuse, made the move from New York all the way to Seattle, Washington, and he's done a pretty good job getting recruits from Isaiah Washington and Jaden McDaniels, who were both McDonald's All-Americans this past year in 2019. You will see them playing for Washington this upcoming season. He knows how to recruit, and I think he's been in the sweepstakes for Cade Cunningham for a pretty long time, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see what Washington can do in Cade Cunningham's recruitment. And then last but not least, you have Oklahoma State, and yes, Oklahoma State might sound like a little bit of a drop-off from the last four schools that we talked about, but Oklahoma State is the favorite. And they're the favorite because Oklahoma State recently, about two months ago, they hired Cade Cunningham's brother, Cannon Cunningham, as an assistant coach job. And Cannon took the job. And if you know Cade Cunningham, he really looks up to his older brother. His older brother is his trainer. And his older brother is the main person handling his recruitment. So it's a lot of things that tie into that. I definitely expect Cade to end up committing to Oklahoma State, becoming a Cowboy, and making the move from Arlington, Texas, all the way up to Stillwater, Oklahoma. It'd definitely be interesting. Big 12, really good conference for basketball. So I honestly think he ends up going there. He's told people that, you know, they should keep recruiting him, even though, like, a lot of – supposedly a lot of schools backed up off of him because they felt like, you know, with his brother becoming the coach, they thought it was pretty much a done deal. Like, stuff like that happens. And he said that's not the case, even though I think, you know – it is the case. He said himself is not the case. So his recruitment came down to these five schools of Florida, Kentucky, North Carolina, Washington, and Oklahoma State. It will definitely be interesting to see where Cade ends up because, as I previously stated, he is a one-and-done player. He is headed to the NBA. He is that good, and he is one of the best players, if not the best player in the class of 2020. So be on the lookout for Cade Cunningham. As always, 
please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Y'all have a beautiful and blessed rest of y'all day. I will talk to y'all soon. Gone.